Mr. Kevin Durant. You, sir, are over... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, let's back up here. Okay, let's rewind the tape. How did we get here? Right, today's episode, and yes, you can see it from the title, is about Kevin Durant. But at the same time, it's not going to be all about Kevin Durant, okay? I want you to feel warmed up to it, right? Kind of like I warm up my guests before they come onto the show. There is, this is kind of going to be a sports update. But the fact of the matter is that I do have some things to say about Mr. Kevin Durant. And I'm not even sure if I should say his name, K, and his nickname, KD. Because I, I may be lazy and I may say it. But quite honest, I'm not sure if he actually deserves it. And I'm going to get more and more into that. Because it kind of is blasphemous how he's taken over the whole offseason and yet nothing's really happened other than a few words. I want to be traded. And so that's why I'm I'm kind of, let's let's actually back up here. Okay, let me get through some moves that happened. I, me and Mike talked about it a little bit. If you haven't seen that episode, go check that one out. And speaking of previous episodes, please, please check out why I am a pacifist. I mean, good when it comes to this gun violence and, and violence in general, I really do think that you should consider being a pacifist. I mean, words can do enough, and plus you have to consider the consequences, and it's just a way in which to view violence, view life in a different way and a different mindset. And I and I made it not just because of that, but also what happened in Texas, absolutely devastating. And I really do think you should consider checking that out, as that was the most previous episode on this podcast. But we start here as I am converting into the first topic here. And I forgot to mention, this is High Voltage with Double A, and I'm your host, Double A. So just need some identification. Okay, radio stations do that. But the first topic that we have here is Baker Mayfield. You might say, Double, you just said we're going to talk about basketball and Mr. Kevin Durant. And I'm not going to say Mr. the whole time, okay? But with, with this just happened a few days ago. And it's something that I feel like I should say. And I'm not going to say that much about it. It's going to be a really short episode. But I honestly don't care. Like, like here's the thing. Baker going to Carolina, he might start. It might be Sam Darnold. Here's my point. What does it matter if either one of them do? Not, they're not going to win the division. And even if, and this is a big if, that they get the wild card spot, that last teeny weeny wild card spot, it doesn't matter. They're not going to win that game. They're not going to go to the Super Bowl. So what difference does it make? And for the Browns, what difference does it make for them either? Well, it kind of does be, because we're, they, they're not going to have Watson as their starting quarterback week one. We all know this. And so, they, what, you think that... Jacob Brissett is really going to lead them to winning games. Maybe the roster would carry Jacob Brissett, but I do think the Browns take a hit, the fact that they couldn't mend things like the Packers did with Aaron Rodgers. They get something out of Baker Mayfield other than his services, in which I think Baker could have won them more games than Jacob Brissett could have won for them. And then when it comes to Carolina, it really doesn't do a whole lot for them. But really what I want to talk about, and it still has to do with offseason right basketball is in the middle of their offseason and there's a lot of things that happen so I'm going to run down a few things Carl Anthony Towns John Morant Zion Williamson which I really debated this okay like I really do do not think he should have gotten this uh Darius Garland Devin Booker Bradley Beal Nikola Jokic signed their max extensions so Happy for them. They get their money. I think some of them definitely earned it, and some definitely did not. 
and you know who you are if you're listening. But still, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for their families. The fact of the matter is, is that they are set for life with the amount of money in which they are going to get with these new contracts. So, I mean, there's not a lot to say about that. I mean, just people staying, you know, and, and getting a max extension before they officially become a free agent for at least some of these, like, almost feel like rookies. You know, Morant feels like a rookie. Zion still feels like a rookie in Garland. But still, you guys uh, have Beal, Booker, Jokic, Cat, in which they opted to just stay in the city, the team that drafted them. So just praise off to the teams doing well with their drafts. And, and when it comes to these young guys getting paid and possibly and hopefully that they could stay there long term, just like when it comes to these next set of players, Tyus Jones, Patty Mills, Mitchell Robinson, Kavon Looney, uh, Joseph Nurkic, uh, Bobby Portis, Lou Dirt, uh, Chris Boucher, uh, Zach Levine, James Harden. They essentially decided to stay. And I know with Harden, you know, he's it, it took a long time. and But we all know what's going to happen, right? And we don't even need to say that much more about it. But it's, it's a good thing, for, at least when it comes to all this drama that you have in the NBA. And that's actually the title of the episode I did with my drama in the NBA. There's always seems to be, right, with whether it's Kyrie Irving or KD now, which if you haven't already heard, and which you could have been living under a rock the whole time he requested a trade, but I'm just happy that these guys, and there's more, I just listed the main ones in which you should have heard of them, they decide with stay of their teams, the first batch with the uh, max extension, and then this batch, I feel like it's a, it could be considered an extension, but the fact that they contemplated actually going to a different team because they were a free agent, you know, it's a little bit different. I think when it comes to those max extensions, I think they had a year or two left on their contract. So it's a little bit different. But still, they decided to stay, and I'm happy about that. Okay, now you get into the moves here. And again, we're going to be uh, rather quick here because this is not the main focus of the episode today in which, you know, I don't try to have hot takes. I, I really don't I try to uh, stay away from it because I feel like for most of them, it's inauthentic. But, I, but I'm going to get to it, okay? I really do feel this has been boiling inside of me ever since KD requested the trade. And I'm like, why is there so much hype about him, you know? But in the meantime, let's get focused here, okay? Like I said, this is a warm-up. Uh, P.J. Tucker, Daniel House going to Philly, you know, the Rockets of the East now, the Sixers are. You have Ricky Rubio returning to Cleveland. They just traded him, and he can come back and recover from his tour, I think maybe ACL, I don't exactly remember. TJ Warren, former Pacer, goes to Brooklyn in which they're still trying to win. Good go for them. They're trying to win, and they don't know it's going to be with the two Ks, but at the same time, why not try to win now? And I don't know exactly what their core is other than, I guess, Ben Simmons, but still, props for them. They don't, they don't want to rebuild they don't own the draft picks because of uh, the James Harden train, which that seems to be a disaster, the fact that they didn't even keep him for that long. But yeah, if you don't have that much draft picks, how are you going to win without a promising young stud? So you might as well try to uh, get these veterans and, and see what you could do with to see if you can make some noise in the playoffs, which they probably won't if it's not for the 2Ks. Uh, you have Joe Ingles, sneaky move, going to the Bucks. Uh, Javon, uh, JaVale McGee going to Dallas. So you get Christian Wood. Pair him up with with Luca, and then you add McGee to the mix. So a real center rather than you have a Kleber 
and I and and um, bird hands shooting threes. Like at least you can have someone just down low, gain you a lot of rebounds, and uh, giving you some post defense. Andre Drummond going to Chicago. Dante Vincenzo going to the Warriors. I like both of those moves. I mean Drummond. I, I feel so unfortunate for him because he he missed out on a huge payday. But we all know where the center is going. And then DiVincenzo, just another guy coming off the bench and could shoot. I mean, it's just a steal. Steal for the Warriors, and they always seem to find value like that. Malik Monk going to Sacramento. You also have Kyle Anderson going to the Wolves. Two franchises that I don't really trust, especially Sacramento. So I don't know exactly what they're up to, and maybe it has to do with their new head coach. Brown, I think is uh, Mike Brown, maybe his name is. But still, I'm not sure what's going on there. And in Minnesota, I don't know where Anderson's going to fit. So I, I don't I don't know, but I know he could be a good veteran presence, a good win, good death piece. But other than that, I'm not sure he's gonna like playing less than twenty minutes a night. Uh you also have Kevin Herter, train to Sacramento. So the Hawks basically like we don't know exactly how you're gonna fit with uh the Dante Murray, which he gets traded to Atlanta, you know, so the Spurs more so going into the rebuild. Atlanta trying to fix things up here, you know. Mike alluded to that that you should see some things cooking out from Atlanta, and he was right about that, but I don't know where again how they're going to fit in Herder with Sabonis and Fox and, and now you have Malik Monk and then you had Devon Mitchell where's Harrison Barnes going to be? They're probably going to try to ship him out. Kind of, Maybe it's still kind of uh, to, Tobias Harris of the Sacramento Kings, but still I digress. The point is, is that I, I don't trust the Kings and you shouldn't trust them either because they always find a way to lose and I like they're trying to do different things but I, I don't think the result's going to be different from it because the front office is still intact and it has been good recently. You also have Bruce Brown going to Denver. So that's I think that's a big move. I don't know exactly how he's going to play with Murray and Porter. The fact that they're going to finally be healthy. But I, he's, he seems like to be a young budding, I don't want to say star, but he, he could definitely be something in this league. And I feel like he showed a lot of flashes in Brooklyn. I'm kind of... Sad that he didn't say there because I feel like he could have been a bigger role without the 2Ks. But we'll see how he fits in. I think he could be a good six man or if he starts. I know Will Barton got traded away to uh, to Washington. So maybe he could play that role. But I don't really see it as a three-point shooter. And Will Barton averaged at least two or three three-pointers. So still, I, I, I see a role for him, but I think he has to adjust a little bit too, and he I think he would be a better franchise, and hopefully they could go farther depending on help, because now I'm worried about Jokic, you know, Murray gets hurt, Poor gets hurt, oh, it's only time before Jokic does, and, I'm, and I hopefully am wrong about that. Then you have Malcolm Brodden going to Boston, basically for nothing, like this was, I think, a salary dump, I mean, they get a first round pay, they get a few scrubs, and I'm like, why did Indiana do this? So I, I don't know exactly. Uh, I feel like they're in a rebuild, but they should have gotten more for Bronner. I know he doesn't exactly fit the timeline, and I know he's a little bit older than what they would hope for on someone on their team right now. But still, you got to get more than that. And for Boston, I don't know where he fits. I honestly don't. I mean, he could be a good starter, but then you have Derek White. You have Smart. You have Jalen Brown. You have Tatum. What, do you force Horford to the bench? Do you do you make Bron a six-man? Do you make Derek White a six-man? Like, they have a lot of good death pieces there. Don't get me wrong. But still, I'm kind of like, I don't know. It's, sometimes having too much of a, of a good quality can be a good problem to have. But 
it's basketball here. Can't be positionless. You can't put Tatum at the four unless you, you. Even if Kevin Love wants to go inside, and I know he's a better three point shooter, but he's gonna get torched. Like it's just a height difference, and you don't want to have that. So I, I understand. And Mike's a proponent of positionless basketball. I'm not, but still going to Boston. I like the move for them, but it's just a matter of can they make it all work with their guards? And I know again, Jalen can go to the three, but also what about? Grant Williams. Grant Williams. Is he, he's probably going to go to the bench. I feel like that's that's good. But I, uh, still, where are the minutes going to go, right? And and I and I liked Pritchard too. Like they got they got a a lot of good players, but the same amount of minutes and only one basketball. So hopefully they can make it work. And I know that they did once Derek White came into play, but I'm not sure Broad is going to like that. And then we'll see how he is. We'll see how he is. Boston's going to be a really interesting team to see, as well as Minnesota. I mean, I already told you about Kyle Anderson, but now Rudy Gobert going there. Trade a whole lot. I feel like they traded too much. I understand that it's not a free agent destination, but he plays the same position as Carl Anthony Towns. And we saw what his flaws were in the playoffs. He really disappointed me in the playoffs in which I get it. He can't change his height, can't change his lack of athleticism, but you got to do better on offense to make up for defensive liabilities the ones in which you have like you're good inside but if they force you outside give me give me 25 and 13 don't give me 10 uh, 10 and 17 like rebounds are easy to have but points does not always come easy so you gotta score more points he's gotta shoot the ball more and he's efficient he just doesn't shoot the ball a lot and i really do think that if the only way he should stay on the court is if he scores a lot because if he doesn't, he could get exposed, and it's just his plus minus goes through the floor. It doesn't go through the roof. So I don't know, man. I hope that it works out. Minnesota has not done anything, even with Kevin Love, even with Kevin Garnett. It's sad, but I'm kind of like you gave up way too much, and I'm and I'm like thinking you saw what happened with Cleveland. They lost in the first round with the the twin to- the the triple towers, you know, with marketing Love. And Evan Mobley, but still, with now with Twin Towers, I'm like, is it gonna work out? I don't, I don't think so. It's just uh, Carl Towns is not that athletic. He's a little bit athletic for his position, but not that athletic. And then Rudy's definitely not. So I feel like teams can run the floor against them, like if they're on a fast break. But still, we'll see. It's going to be a great experiment. I know with Cleveland, we said that, but with this one, you're dealing with Edwards, you're dealing with Russell, you're dealing with a little bit more pieces of guys who should have the ball, and don't get me wrong, there's no disrespect to Colin Sexton or Darius Garland, but at the same time, they were all different players than the ones in Cleveland, so still, definitely worth looking at, and then for Utah, I feel like we're going to get Boston, but out west, Danny Ainge, you know, a little bit of a weird move, like retirement comes out, and now he's the president of basketball operations for the Jazz, basically, he's going to go through a rebuild, first year but then second year he's gonna get going right so Donovan Mitchell kind of like he I don't want to say like his Brown or Tatum because he drafted them as a result of the rebuild but I feel like he's going to do one year rebuild right and I think it's the rebuild started when he traded away Pierce Garnett and they and had to really start over and get the pieces in which ended up with the core that's there right now but at the same time, Mitchell's there, and you have to consider: was he going? Is he going to swallow this? Not being good for one year, the fact that he won't make the playoffs for the first time in his career, in which you have to sell him on the future, and and you have all these picks. When are they going to formalize? 
who they have right now. Do, do you like who they draft? That's going to be really interesting to see where Mitchell's going to want at the end of at the end of the offseason. Like, like he may just be, you know, throwing out first pitches. He may just be, you know, relaxing. But it really does matter how he feels about all of this. Maybe you might have to look in when it comes to December because you get a full month of basketball. Are they a good team? Can Mitchell drag them into the playoffs in which maybe you could develop with the younger guys? In which I do like the the guy in which they got in the trade for the Timberwolves. He feels like he, his comp was Rudy Gobert. So I and I don't remember what school he he went to, but the draft pick that went to Utah that was drafted by the Timberwolves was a little bit like Gobert. So we'll see how that formulates. Maybe this can be an eight seed, who knows, or, or a play-in team, which would be a ten or nine seed. But still, that would be very interesting. All depends on what Mitchell wants because he is the whole franchise right now, which that feels like a good thing. But at the same time, it, championships matter to him too. His legacy, his Hall of Fame calibrity matters. And so the, wh- how does that stand in regards to where they are right now? And is he going to take it? It will say a lot about him, that's for sure, and his identity. So I don't feel like I know a lot about him. So I will be for sure something to look at other than just this drama going on right now, in which I'm going to bring that up. Mr. Kevin Durant, you good sir are overrated, okay? And again, like I said, I hate hot takes. I really do. And I understand it's a way to get clicks. And I'm not even here for that. I don't even have a lot of clicks. I will admit that. So you could say, yeah, you're trying, this is your motivation. I get that. I do. But let me tell you a story, all right? So I'm watching, and it's like towards the end of it, but I'm watching Countdown with uh, the tra- the 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 off season edition. So ESPN's on. They have Malik and Andrews, Kirk, uh, and and um, Richard Jefferson. You know all the former players and uh, Zach Lowe. You know the analysis, uh, whatever. And I'm looking. It's a, it's almost about to be nine o'clock. It's from six to nine on Thursday, last Thursday, in which I feel like that was the first day. You know, the, uh, it was the right before the first day of July, okay, so I'm trying to set the picture, and it's like 8.45, I'm like, oh, should I miss most of it, you know, whatever, and they're still, they end the show still talking about Kevin Durant, oh, he's requested a trade, you know, like, oh, he's gonna, it, this is gonna take over the whole offseason, he wants to go to Phoenix, uh, Toronto has a great package for him, he wants to go to Miami, you know, could Brooklyn just hold on to him, here's the thing, that kind of caught me, but it, it kind of caught me by surprise just by the fact that I I heard a report saying that no matter what Kyrie does, he's going to stay committed to the Nets because he signed a four-year contract. That was probably a week before he requested a trade, but I was a little bit surprised. Like, the guy literally has four years on the contract, but then I reminded myself, oh, it's the NBA. This is one of the reasons why people are not following the NBA anymore because they're sick of it. You know, like, you just they, people just want to see t- uh, players just play basketball. They don't need all this antics and what I call politics happening around uh, around the game in which we hear about it and people love to talk about it because it's drama. We love drama, but it's not necessarily the drama in which we want to talk about because we do like someone who is loyal. We do like someone that that feels like they are a great person, not just a great athlete. Like Jane, uh, Ben Simmons does not feel like a good person the way in which he left Philadelphia. And you can say the same thing about Jace Harden the way in which he left Houston. And kind of the same way he left Brooklyn. And then Anthony Davis, the way in which he left New Orleans. He was, it was like, see ya, you know, on a t-shirt. I mean, that's not cool. Because the, the, the t- franchise did draft you. That was your first ever team, your first ever contract. 
making your dreams come true. The fan base welcoming you with open arms, and you're just giving them the middle finger because you, you what you're done. My my time's up. I, I'm not going to win a championship. Like it's not the era of Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki. That era is gone. Even LeBron left his teams, and you could even say, oh, Michael Jordan left his team for the Wizards. That that was weird. There's something about ownership and him having a lot of power. I think a lot of players would have done that. But still, the fact of the matter is he didn't play with the Bulls the whole time. Completely not going to take that away. But with Kevin Durant, the reason why I have this opinion that he is overrated is simply because the guy had to win a championship by joining a juggernaut of a team. Okay, In my opinion, I know it says that he has two championships. Both in which he won the finals MVP in. And it wasn't the bubble. It wasn't any strange circumstance. Okay, he rightly and correctly, accurately got those without any asterisk. And I'm not saying it's going to be an asterisk. But what I am saying is that I don't think he has any. The way in which he left the OKC Thunder. The fact that he blew a 3-1 lead. And then joins that team. The team in which that just beat them. And the team in which that... Should have won the NBA Finals that year if it wasn't for Draymond. Okay, let's be real about that. Draymond gets suspended, in which you could say, like, oh, that's hope bogus, you know, whatever. It, it, it kicked in some kind of momentum. Kicked in some kind of gear for LeBron and for the Cavs. And they took advantage of it. They won Game 5, which was in Golden State. They, they beat the hell out of them in Game 6. And Game 7 was a nail-biter. One of the best games in recent memory in terms of the Finals. And playoff games, actually. Kevin Durant joins that team. He did not need to go to that team. Even Harrison Barnes could have stayed on that team. They would have been just fine. They would have won one or both championships that Kevin Durant won. Could have. I feel like that it's a good chance because the core of the nucleus was there. Curry, Thompson, Green. You can even say Barnes. I don't even know who their center was. Maybe Andrew Bogut. But I don't like the notion that the Golden State Warriors needed Kevin Durant. I don't like that notion at all. They didn't need him. I feel like the Warriors needed him. Because what is he without the Warriors? He has zero rings. And the fact of the matter is that ever since he joined the Warriors, people exclude that. Some people erase that from their memory because they just hated how much of a weak move that was. And I'm one of them. I feel like today he has zero rings. He needs to beat a team in which... He is the leader of that team. It is his team, and he did it the right way. In OKC, they went to the finals. He does have a finals appearance. He does. Didn't win. I'm like, okay. I feel like he's on the right track here. Maybe he can make the finals within the next two, three years. He didn't do it. And I'm not saying that's like his fault. I know there's other many different factors that always play into it. Injuries is probably one of them. Not just to him, but his, his core. Whether that's Serge, Russ, or James. In which James left. And you could definitely blame that on the front office for the fact that they didn't want to pay him the full amount because they were worried about the luxury tax. But again, he had his chance. Didn't make it, okay? Goes to the Warriors, okay. Uh, doesn't count in my mind, but okay. Goes to Brooklyn. What a team that was with James Harden and Kyrie. And even even without James Harden, it was still a really good squad. Didn't win. Didn't win. Didn't even go to the conference finals. And I understand he missed the whole year with them at first. But still, he had two other chances. Didn't beat Milwaukee. 
I understand you can say, oh, what about the toe? The toe is on the line. It went to overtime. It went to overtime. I'm just giving you facts here. And they lost in overtime. They could have won in overtime. It didn't even have to go to a game game seven. You realize they were up 2 nothing. They beat Milwaukee a whole lot. And also, game seven was in Brooklyn, by the way. They should have won at home. They should have, but they didn't. I feel like the home team won each game except for game seven. They should have won that, but they didn't. Whether it's the toe thing or the overtime thing, it didn't matter. They lost. And in this previous playoffs, they won zero games. Kevin Durant, I get it. You know, Boston's really good defense. It doesn't matter. You're a superstar caliber player. A top three or five player in the league. I'm not disputing his talent. That's really what I'm not going for here. Of course the guy has an immaculate amount of talent. Probably going to go down one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Probably top 25 or 30 at least. Some people always put him up there, I feel like years ago, in the GOAT debate. But again, I'm calling him overrated because I don't feel like he's a top 3 or 5 player in the league right now. In terms of his resume or his potential, his upside. He's only he's 33 years old. Embiid has more upside potential because I don't know, he's like 26, 27. I I have my frustrations with Embiid. But I'm not going to deny that they're almost as similar as to Kevin Durant. Embiid had his chance to go to the conference finals. Had his chance to go to the finals. Kevin Durant same thing. And he, you could even argue Kevin Durant had way more talent. Even though, you know, it depends how you view Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons and Jimmy, the year that they had Jimmy Butler, of course, should have went to the finals that year. But of course, I I know that people prefer a big three than an eh, four, five. You know, don't forget about Shake Milton. Don't forget about Tyrese Maxey. They're nice players. But we're talking about stars here. And Kevin Durant has always had that around him. Kyrie Irving, check. Jace Harden, check. To even play with Ben Simmons, I mean, so I'm not going to check that. But then you had... The Warriors, four or three, check. Jay's Harden, Russ, Serge, check. Oh, he was always surrounded by stars. Always. Stars, plural. A superstar caliber player should not feel the need to, uh, to be around stars every stop you go. Or demand a trade when it gets tough. It's not really getting tough for Brooklyn, but it's getting awkward because of the situation with Kyrie Irving. And it's not like I don't get it. He's your friend, you know, and you want to back him, whatever. But I thought you were going to take a different route. I thought you were going to stay with him, stay with the team. And if he wants to stay with you, that's cool. But this was Kyrie's bus. Now it's got to be your bus because you can't take his nonsense anymore. And maybe he still has a blind spot for Kyrie. I mean, we all have a blind spot for somebody, whether that's our romantic partner, our best friend, our parents, our family, maybe our mentor. Whatever the case may be, of course we have a blind spot. This is talking about now your legacy here. And I made my declaration clear that as someone who has always been regarded as a top three or top five player, I feel he should have won a championship by now. And the fact of the matter is, is that he hasn't because he literally was on the bus when Steph Curry, Draymond, Clay, and those guys were, were driving it. That core was there and he helped join them. And I can't support that. I can't support that. I think the league started to go down, not necessarily in tubes, but it started to go down once he did that move. 
and also I, uh, you can disagree with this on on this too, but his antics on social media, like I get it, he's a he's a sensitive guy, you know, like I'm a sensitive guy too, but you don't sh- you shouldn't feel the need to attack everybody. You're just giving them more power when you when you do that. Like oh my god, Kevin Durant actually responded to me. Yo, he actually cares about this. Why does he care about this? I. You should feel great. You should feel confident in your ability and your talent. But it seems like the fact that he does that and the fact that he felt the need to join the Warriors, that he's not confident he could do it himself. That's why I bring up the social media thing. And people who think that Kevin Durant is better than LeBron is stupid. LeBron went to the finals with literally nobody in 07. LeBron won two games in the NBA Finals when everyone was hurt. I forget what year that was. With all, with the Warriors and Cavs, I mean, it's basically, it runs together. Miami, yes, he did need a big three. Yes, I understand that. Won twice. When it came to the one in which he won with the Lakers, I don't necessarily like to count that one because it was the bubble. But still, he did win one with Cleveland, with Kyrie and Kevin Love. He did it, the, uh, he, I felt like he did it the, the right way. Even though it was a weird way that he actually took, he left the team and then joined them again. The talent does not match the hype or the results. Like a guy of his caliber should have never had ever felt compelled or the desire or just it should have never happened, him going to the Warriors. A guy of that talent, think about it like this. You just had, no, I don't, I don't want to make it the same sport. The Rams just won the Super Bowl, right? I know they don't need a wide receiver, but what if Devontae Adams forced his way over there? I, I know that you have, what's his name, Allen Robinson, he signed with the Rams. But what if you had a marquee free agent, and I know football's different. What if Devontae Adams said, like, I, I, I'm not going to accept any trade. Maybe he has a no-trade clause, and let's say if he does. I'm not going to accept any trade unless... It's for the Los Angeles Rams, the team that's won, that won. They clearly don't need me, but I want to win a believing Super Bowl. And I want to go to the team that gives me the best chance. That's them. That's literally what he did, Kevin Durant. He ran away from a challenge. He ran away from another challenge, both of which is when it gets tough. And it showed me his character. And it's not necessarily, this is my tack on him, it's not necessarily about his character. It's just the fact that I kind of feel like when he retires, he will only have two rings. Now, two's a good number. Giannis has one. He might stay with one for the rest of his career. He might just. You might have LeBron just stay with four. I know he's chasing Michael Jordan, but he might stay with four. He is definitely getting very older, or just older, even though it looks like he still puts up a great amount of stats, and so does Kevin Durant. But there's a difference between doing well in the regular season and doing well in the playoffs. And it just seems like for whatever reason, Kevin Durant has not done together on his own or his own team. And I just say, why? Is it because he's not clutch? Is it, is it because he's not as talented as we thought we think of him to be? In which it kind of goes to my overrated point then. I just feel like he's got so much talent. So why doesn't he have more rings then two if it if everything's stayed the same why didn't he win one with the thunder or why didn't he win one with brooklyn 
and still win the two with Golden State. All I need him is just to win one on his, without the Warriors. That's all really I'm saying here. With a guy of that talent, you would expect him to. To win one without such a great, one of the one of the most greatest teams in NBA history, and that's the Golden State Warriors. When they went to the finals four consecutive years. Or not four consecutive years, but they went to the finals, what, six of eight years or something like that. He was on that team for three of the years. Lost to the Raptors, beat the Cavs two times in a row. But before then, the Warriors went to the finals two years in a row. They won, and then they lost. That's why I hate the narrative so much. Oh, the, the Warriors need Kevin Durant. They won the year before. They lost the game seven at home by three points. And that's only because they just couldn't score, which I don't. I, I totally didn't understand why they couldn't score. They lost by four, and they and they lost mainly because of Kyrie Irving three-point. That's really why I got lost there. He didn't need to be had, but he needed them. And that's where it's sad. A player of that caliber should not ever need someone. If it was a bad team, okay, that's a little different. But we're talking about one of the greatest teams of all time here. So I cannot accept your rings. And at the end of the day, no one's going to care. 50 years from now, 100 years from now, oh, he has two rings. Yeah, he's Kevin Durant. He's one of the best players of all time. You should not forget about how he has those two rings, and that's because he jumped. He joined the ship, joined the bandwagon of one of the greatest teams we'll ever see. And I think it's going to be the greatest team we ever see in our lifetime. And I'm talking about someone who's, you know, around 25, 23, 20, maybe 18 years old. I'm on that range. But the point of this whole thing is, is that I just don't get it. People love the guy. He he asked out, so we make it a big deal. He's very talented. Where is he going to go? I feel like he doesn't deserve the attention. The attention should be deserved if LeBron James won out, if Giannis won out. They did it. They made it. They did not need to do it the wrong way. They did it the right way. Why? Because they're very talented and basketball's a game where you can in fact take over and win for your for your team. Now that's not easy to do throughout an entire season. Maybe a little bit more so in the postseason where you just dominate each and every game and you win most of the time. I understand you need other people to help you. But in Cameron Durant's case, that is not the result has not been there. He had the the core around him in OKC and Brooklyn. But yet he needed the one in Golden State. Why do you think that is? Maybe because he's a top 25 player and not a top 5. Maybe he's a top 15 player and not a top 2 player. Or maybe he's a top 50 player for all I know. I mean, no one really knows where he is. Maybe not statistically, but talent-wise. And I'm really just focused on that. Again, very talented. Going to go down as one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But I feel like we treat him as if he's like the next Messiah. Like, he's the best player alongside or besides LeBron James. Yet, he doesn't have the accolades to show. He has one MVP, actually. And I know you could say Kobe had one MVP. That was a travesty, by the way. But he only has one MVP. LeBron has plenty more. And he has zero rings in my book. So, why do we give him all this attention? Why do we say he's in our top five? When really, I feel like he's like a top... 10 or top 15 at best, but because I'm mad that 
he did that move. I'm mad that he's got so much talent. He seems like a great guy, too. But then when you put it all together, it just disappoints me. I, I, it's like I love the guy, but you keep killing me, man. I want you to win the MVP. I want you to win the finals. I don't need to see the Golden State Warriors do it, though. And you join them. I know I, uh, I don't want to say I'm like emotional. And this, you could say, is an emotional-driven opinion. And I think it is. But give me a break. Give me a, a bleeping break. Kevin Durant, I'm sorry to say, but you, sir, are overrated. Instead of being a top three or top five basketball player. And again, I'm not going to go based on talent. Because on talent, yes, you are, in fact, a top three or top five basketball player. But in terms of the whole discussion, talk about resume, talking about upside, talking about accolades and legacy, perception, all that. When you're when I'm making a list, if it's just as talented, yeah, you're always going to be in my top five, maybe six or seven, maybe because there's a lot. John Morant's making some noise, you know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of guys out there that's making their presence known, or maybe just in terms of the greatest basketball players of all time. Maybe people have in the top 15, top 20, when really he should just be top 50. And of course he's in the top 75, of course. I'm not going to say like he should be outside the top, top 50, but I feel like it should be. If people put him in the, the top 25, make him closer to, to like 45 or 50. Or if you're talking about all those variables I just said, not just talent, put him outside the top, top 10. And I understand Jokic has not done anything yet but he's still got time Kevin Durant's had a long career Joel Embiid's got time Kevin Durant is 33 years old and, and he's not the only one either actually when I'm looking at someone who's turned 30 years old has played in the league for at least 10 seasons or about 10 years he's not the only one that comes to mind that he's really disappointed me because he hasn't won a ring but yet his talent tells me that he should have already and I'll give you some names here. Chris Paul. I feel like I'm right about that. Based on what we've seen Game 7 at home and he gets blown blown out. And also, I don't know exactly what happened, what flipped the switch, but he was a completely different player after Game 3. Or maybe it was Game 2 in that series. But the fact of the matter is that he is not getting any younger. I don't feel like he's going to win unless he gets a major boost. Maybe that comes in the form of Kevin Durant. But he should have won by now. If people say this ain't point God. And I hate that so much. I do. I hate that. For religious reasons. But don't give him this kind of attention. Don't praise him that much if they haven't won anything. What has Kevin Durant won beside the one MVP? And again, I'm not counting the two rings. What has Chris Paul won? What has he done? Damian Lillard. Bradley Beal. Anthony Davis. The Anthony Davis, again, I said this with LeBron, the, the, the bubble one, I didn't necessarily count because there wasn't a true home court advantage. Like, that's why I feel like the Milwaukee Bucks, as a one seed, got swept by, what, was it an eight seed or a seven seed? I don't know. But they got swept by Miami, which was really playing at home because the, that was their home state. And probably closer to them than it was for the Magic. Or maybe it was in Orlando. I don't exactly remember. But K, K, Kevin Durant is not the only one. Well, the fact of the matter is, out of those guys... And sometimes I hear Anthony Davis, top 10 player. Sometimes I hear that. But I hear Kevin Durant, oh, he's arguably the best player in the NBA. I hear that. And that's completely not right. And that's where I'm basically saying, oh, he's overrated because he's not number one. He's not. 
He's not two. He's not three. And I could argue, based on everything I just said, he's not four or five. Therefore, he's overrated. Because he's one of those five, and I'm saying he's not. And again, I am not for one to make controversial opinions. But at least that's what it is. It's an opinion. And I want people to know that because I'm sick and tired of him running away when it gets tough. I thought he was going to do it in Brooklyn. I had him win a championship after he lost that Bucks series. So I'm like, oh, they got their playoff experience. They got their chemistry. They're going to get even more so in the regular season. The league better watch out. I know Kyrie Irving messed up that. And I know he was hurt for some periods of time. But I had them winning, and they didn't. It was his destiny to win one with the crew in which he had there. And they're not even that bad of a crew, even if you subtract Irving, Durant, and the little bits and pieces of Harden, or even now more so Simmons. They had a fine crew to run with. And it still did not materialize to anything except a Game 7 loss, a swept by Boston, and then the first year was... Some, uh, was without Kevin Durant, yeah, I think in the bubble, and they lost in the first round, in which I think they had Spencer Dibwitty that year. I'm just, I don't know, I'm just very disappointed. Very disappointed. And I don't know exactly remember why I love the guy, but I know why. I, I, it's not even like I hate him. I, have, I don't really know him, right? I do hate Deshaun Watson, and I think that I think I explained that pretty well in my, I don't know exactly what episode happened a while ago, why, not necessarily why I hate famous people, but famous people get away with, famous people always seem to get away with with something. Always get away with it. Kevin Durant is not a criminal. He's not a felon. Has not committed any, any rumor of a bad thing. None. But what he did do was change the whole dynamic of basketball. Even even though the, it was it was there in place because of LeBron, but he really smashed it home when he went to Golden State. And a lot of people are leaving. And also his comments. I even had one friend said, I hated when he told me, like, oh, if you don't like us talking, like, the politics side of it, if you don't like what you hear or what you see, go change the channel. Like, my friend still said that. And he's not really into basketball anymore. I've heard more and more of that with my friends. I said that with Mike. And to be honest, I don't blame them. And I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if KD listens to this. Wouldn't that be sad? Because we're just a local... I shouldn't say we're local... But we're small, we're low budget, and I don't even know how in the world he would find out about this. Maybe a Google search, maybe. But even so, why are you Googling yourself? Just think about this, okay? Just think about it. When And don't, and don't consider favorites here. If you love Karen Durant, of course you're going to disagree with me. I'm merely talking about his resume. I'm talking about the expectation. I'm talking about if I, if I gave you a guy, an overall of a 98, 99, in 2K, or just in general, how many rings would you expect him to win? You say at least one or two. Now, what if I told you that he got those rings because he joined a 99 overall team? That's the way he got those one or two rings. And you'll be like, wait, what? What? No. No. Why would he do exactly? Exactly. I know I'm talking to myself. Imagine as if I'm talking to someone else, but still, that's my point. (laughs) What are we talking about here? Kevin Durant is what we're talking about. And again, hopefully you, you maybe if you want me to give more hot takes, let us know. And it's not like I'll figure them out. Maybe I'll unlock the treasure trove of hot takes I've always had. Maybe it has to do with food. Like sometimes I hear, oh, pineapple is the best like flavor to put on a pizza. Like I've heard that 
from some people because they know people don't they really don't like pineapple let alone on a pizza i'll i'll do that okay we don't just talk about sports here but you have to let us know okay because when it comes down to it i didn't make this episode for that reason but i just kept getting sick and just nauseated of like i get it kevin durant wants to be traded it's big and it, it warrants some attention but it shouldn't be like these and all be all like the, what has he done and i'm not going to say nothing he has won mvp not all nba players do that obviously but still i just felt like i had to do something and, and, and of course as emotional as i could be at times i felt like it was completely necessary so for your own sake i hope you enjoyed it because i because it is, it's painful I don't, I don't like to trash on another player and it's not necessarily trashing him it's just i had a super high expectation of him because he's just so damn talented and he hasn't met that he hasn't been close to it he has actually been really low because it was it was uh it was a it's a weak move really weak move and, and and his mother i love his mother okay she was on first take a few times love her and ma you are the rear mvp but still but i am who i am and i felt like this was completely necessary at this time and i'm not going to back away from it and i'm not sure he's ever going to win one like <laughs> People want him to go to the Sixers. People want him to go to Phoenix. People want him to go to whatever place. Maybe Toronto. I don't know. How can you be sure that he's going to win your championship? Why are the odds makers pointing it like, oh, Phoenix is going to win when he hasn't done anything other than Golden State? Even the Warriors were like, oh, they're, they're texting him. You know, maybe a reunion can happen. It's not going to happen. Even though I feel like it's possible. And they, they have a really good package too. Why, why do people feel confident that they're going to do anything? Kevin Durant has shown us he's not going to do with something. And I understand there's a lot of circumstances, but if a player of his caliber, there shouldn't be that many excuses. There really shouldn't be. And that's really my whole driving point. The talent, as great as it is, is also in this case, failing him, is also his enemy. The fact that the results don't match it. And in regards to where he's going to go, I don't care. I honestly don't. I'm kind of I'm kind of like done with the guy. Like I said, it's not great when it gets tough to one out it, it's very weak of him he signs a contract and he's not going to abide by it maybe there's going to be a standoff like with ben simmons maybe brooklyn will just keep him and and that would be the better move like rogers with with green bay they signed him to an extension everything worked out and i know in the nba it doesn't necessarily happen like that and rogers was the one and only case at least of recent man maybe this can't happen and i would like that to happen finish what you started you didn't do it at okc and you're and you feel and I feel like you're not gonna do that in Brooklyn. I would recommend him to stay. I would like him to stay. And there's a chance he stays because they just want so much in return. And teams are not gonna give them that probably. Because they have to mortgage their future and possibly mortgage their present. Like again, you're getting someone who's thirty three, maybe thirty four years old with an injury history, a pretty bad one. So again, if you want me to do more takes like this, all you gotta do is just give us a holler. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but still. Kevin Durant, if you want to come on the show, more than happy to. If you if you want to comment on it, you could probably find us. If Kevin Durant follows us, uh, we'll explode. Wouldn't that be something? But in the meantime, and as always, I'm Double A. Thank you again, and so be it.